abundance. All right. So Deuteronomy 11.11, listen to this. But the land, so we would pray, we were praying for six months because we were a house, like a little house church of 60 odd people. It wasn't super little. Um, and God was doing awesome stuff. We'd go down outreach every Thursday night down, down, down the train station. And we'd meet at Browns Road Thursday night, Monday night. I can't remember what night it was. And, um, and then the Lord began to speak to us about planning a church and he, we kept seeing the number 1111 everywhere and then someone gave us the word and they said, I really believe this uh, Deuteronomy 1111 is for you. Now, I looked up every 1111 verse, I thought, in the Bible because I was like, oh, is it Mark 1111? And I was like, oh, that's not it. John 1111, that's not it. And then this one, it says, but the land that you were going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys and I was like, oh, this is for us. This is for us. We're supposed to plant a church here. Uh, and originally we said, let's not plant it in Lilydale because Shen and I were previously at the vineyard and we just wanted to honour them and respect that. And so that we said, oh, listen, we'll plant it at Croydon, Chernside, Moorabark, somewhere else. And they said, no, you live in this area, plant it in Lilydale. And so we were like, oh, awesome. They were super honouring, blessed us with $5,000 to start the church. And, um, and so that was just amazing. And so we planted it as, as Glory City, Melbourne. And then we changed the name, obviously, to the sanctuary, which I'm not going to go into that today because a bunch of you have heard that story. And so uh, last year, we really felt to go into a time of just prayer and, and fasting. And how many know you don't, you don't pray and fast to manipulate God, right? You pray and you fast so that you would come into alignment with, with what he's already doing and saying. It's not the other way around. You don't pray and fast. You're like, oh, well, I fasted, and now God's you know, pleased because I went on a hunger strike. It's like, no, no, that's, 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 that's not how he works. And, um, and so <laughs> there's more feasts in the Bible than fasts anyway, and I say amen to that. All right. <laughs> Lamb, it's the will of God for my life. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and... Um, but during that time, I, I had a dream, or just before that, I had a dream, which some of you have heard, where I was overseeing Lilydale, and Lilydale was flooded with water. And the, the, for me, the representation of the water is the presence of God. And uh, Andrew was on the plane, on a plane with me in the dream. Who hasn't heard the dream in here? Most of, most of you had. A few of you haven't. Okay. So Andrew Scarborough was on a plane with me and 10 others. There was a plane crashing over, over the hills of Lilydale over here. And we're like, oh my goodness, we need to land the plane. We need to, get, we need to help these guys. So we land our plane. The, ding, the driver of the plane, rowing a little dinghy <laughs> round the cove. And we're like, are you okay? And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I was just dropping off Christian Erickson uh, in Lilydale. Now, for those that don't know, Christian Erickson is a famous Manchester United soccer player who actually died on the soccer field in 2001 in the Euros in real life. He just dropped dead and they resuscitated him after 30 seconds and he came back to life. He's good. He's, fine. He's alive and well. And 
Um, and so I said to, uh, and I really believe that the Lord is, is the Lord speaking to through, through this. He's resuscitating the church. He's, he's bringing the church alive because there's too many dead Christians. And, um, and so I was sharing it in our prayer group on Thursday morning, which Robin leads. And Bev says to me, I've been thinking about the name Erickson for the last week. Now, who thinks about the name Erickson? Bev does. Um, right? And I was like, okay, this is the Lord. And, and so I prayed into it. I was like, what does it mean, God? And he says, I'm taking Christians, and the word Erickson means royal sons. He says, there are ministries right now. There are things that are crashing, and I'm taking them from just being a Christian to being a royal son or daughter. All right? And so, royal son or daughter. I would have put a lot of weight on that dream anyway, but then about a month later, I'm in the Philippines and Andrew's in America, and he's flying in on the same day that I'm flying into Melbourne. We're flying in at the same time, and it was the day that Lilydale flooded. And Joyce texts me and she says, you wouldn't believe this. You're flying into Melbourne. uh, Andrew's flying into Melbourne. And Lillardale is flooded right now. Literally, Main Street, for those that remember, Main Street, Lillardale, completely flooded. And I was like, ah, all right, you got my attention, God, right? Burning bush moment. And so I was like, all right, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? And, uh, and he really clearly spoke to me and he said, Liam, the presence, we need to have the inhale of the gospel. That's the presence of God in our lives, in our, that we would host him well, that we would host the person of Jesus well, that we'd give him access, full access to our lives, that we'd give him access to every part of our house, every part of our being. But then he said, if you keep it inside, because how many know God wants to restore the house Right, the church, the ecclesia, the body. He wants to bring health to the body so that when this great revival that people have prophesied about comes, and, and by the way, just stop waiting for a revival and just become it. Like, please, just stop. Just, just, just don't wait for it. Just be it. Make it. Just, be, just do it with God. Right? Just live it out every day. And so, but, but there is this move of God that people have prophesied about. And if it stays inside of the four walls of the church, it will die inside of the four walls of the church, right? So I believe that there's the inhale of the gospel where there's the presence of God that would be in here, that people would be attracted to the presence of God because of a region and not just be attracted because of a church or a person or a speaker because that will last a little bit and then it will die, right? And so, uh, but then there's the exhale of the gospel which is the outward working of the gospel, which has to be uh, in demonstration of good works and in power and in purity. Yeah? And so Andrew, to me, in the dream represents uh, evangelism. I don't know why, but he just does. Um, and, and so, and the 10, there was 10 other people, which I really believe is the 10 plus me and Andrew is a representation that God's bringing back the fivefold ministry to the, to the church, which is the apostolic, prophetic, evangelism, pastor and teacher. And that the gifts, the, those, those gifts that God has given to the church, there isn't just one. There isn't just a pastor. There are the, there are the four others that we need in order to see, uh, see, the move, see the saints equipped for the work of ministry. Are you with me? So, but listen to the second part of Deuteronomy 11.11. 11. 
For the land that you're going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water by the rain from heaven. I believe prophetically what God spoke through that dream and other prophetic words, which we're going to look at in a second, uh, he's doing in the spiritual realm. So he's pouring out his spirit so that sons and daughters would be in the church, that they would actually host his presence well. That it would be Romans 8.15 crying, uh, you know, we've been adopted in crying, Abba, Father. That we'd be a bride that knows who their identity is as sons and daughters of God. And then we can, because ho- if we know who we are and we know who he is, when he comes in the, in the way that I believe he wants to, we will recognize him. The Pharisees thought he was going to come in a military might and they missed him when he came. And for so long, the church, Jesus shows up in power and in glory and they go, oh, I don't want that. It's a little bit scary. Come on. All right. Hmm. I want to share one, a couple of other words that we received uh, before I go through the, the themes uh, that we had. So uh, there was a dream uh, that we were, uh, we were a ship on, floating on water, flowing with the Spirit uh, through Main Street, Lilydale, and that vines, like the vines of our emblem, uh, the leaves were reaching out to people, uh, and that was a representation of evangelism and discipleship. Is that good? As Main Street was flooded in this picture, there were people who were stuck or up to their neck in water. And as the ship went past, the vine leaves grew long tendrils and wrapped around the person, uh, person's middle and gently picked them up and put them on the, du- on the deck of the ship. There the person was cleaned and fed. There was a beautiful long table or beautiful long deck uh, with a feast Candles, lamps, and lots of laughter. Uh, it, it's a festival and a celebration. Isn't that cool? I don't want you to just hear these words and go, hey, these are good words. I want you to hear them and own them. All right? Uh, Maddie Pilcher, who, who couldn't be with us today, but he, he gave us this word. Uh, we love Maddie, just helps with our prayer stuff here as well. He said, Lord, we ask for the people of Lilydale, we ask you for the people of the Yarra Rangers and that every stronghold and demonic power will fall and then that would be a holy covering where the kingdom will break forth in power. We speak freedom and deliverance over this land and we dedicate it to you. We ask you for the provision of a building in Lilydale that we, uh, we too could be a city on a hill and a light for this region. Isn't that good? Come on. Amen. And then who remembers PJ's word? Who remembers PJ where Paul, Paul Joshua came and spoke? Good looking fella, tanned guy, um, came and spoke. And he gave us that he had not, he's not on Facebook at all or very rarely. And, and so he hadn't heard my dream. 
but he gave us a word about Ezekiel uh, 47, about the river flowing out, the tsunami. Who remembers that? The tsunami coming, that there'd be a tsunami and there'd be a wave upon wave, and that would be like Ezekiel 47, that the river was, as the river gets further away from the temple, it gets bigger and deeper. That's just God. He's like, I'm going to pour out my spirit in the temple, but then I'm going to release it outside of the temple. And as it gets further away, it gets greater and greater, not harder and harder. Come on. Light and darkness can't coexist. FYI. Science will tell you that. God knew it way before they did. All right. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Where are we? Cool, cool, cool. All right. We're going to, that's it, yep, that's it, that's all the words. So these are some of the themes that came through from people in here. Um, (coughs) We've categorized them into identity words, intimacy words, and increase words. Those are our three I's, our three pillars, and we've categorized them into these. And really, what what we're doing here this morning, you're like, hey, what what, what, what is this morning all about? Really, this is where we're going as a church. And I'll tell you this, people say, oh Liam, you know, it seems like, you know, people are talking about this church, they they ring me, other pastors, other leaders, and they're like, what are you doing? Please show me, tell me what you're doing. And I'm like, I've got no idea. (laughs) I've got no clue what we're doing. We're following the cloud. Right? Now, just to ease some of your conscience, I have a little bit of an idea, <laughs> right? I'm not naive, I'm not, you know, but we're following the cloud, we're following his presence. He's like, oh, there he is. This is what he's saying, this is what he's doing, yeah? And um, yes, we have vision, yes, we have strategies, yes, we, we meet, we talk, we pray, we do all of those things as a team, as an eldership, as a leadership, we do all of that stuff. But really, we're we're just like, hey, Jesus, you need to show us, you need to guide us, you need to lead us. And so I want to actually just read one more word, which I've taken a photo of here. And this was uh, from Kylie, and it was really pivotal in in us changing the name. And I really feel like this is is important. Uh, It is imperative to the nature of what this is that no one would take any glory for himself. To not be flippant on this. I see the leaders of the church kneeling in a room together and making a clear decision and commitment not to take any glory for themselves. They are to hide their faces. I see in the spirit they are laid down flat on the floor, faces to the floor. This is the only acceptable posture. Again, the spirit will not tolerate anything less. It must be this way. This is unlike anything that has come before and do not test him on this. Now, that doesn't mean you have to lie on the floor every time you come to church. It's the heart posture of this. All right? If you want to lie on the floor, that's fine. There is one posture, abandoning ourselves to the Lord. And I see heaven pouring out of people as this posture is taken. The Holy Spirit is searching for hearts. He's searching for hearts. All right, let's rush through this a little bit. Identity, let's go through this one. So first, first slide. So these are just a common theme that kept coming through was that this house would be a people of honour. Honour is simple. Honour is preferring others 
over yourself. And other honor is valuing people for who they are, not stumbling over who they're not. Right? I, I've loved this saying for years, but we want to be a people who are account, we want to have accountability, and that's what it is. That's what honor is. For years, the church's accountability programs were come to me, tell me your problems, tell me how you've sinned during the week, and we'll pray and pat you on the back next week. Whereas accountability is, I want to keep you account of your ability and who you are in God. And if you're not measuring up to that, I'm going to, I'm going to pray you to the higher, higher place, and I'm going to champion you to that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep you where you are. Yeah? Is that, are you with me? That's, that's honor. And Romans 12 just says we would outdo each other in, in honor. That we would be heralds of righteousness. That we would be heralds of righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Come on. All right. This one, next one. Actually, Beck was an instrument. Beck is here. She gave us a word. Of, of, she saw in, in the spirit that we would be warriors on a mission, charged, locked in arms. Right? That we'd be locked in arms. That we'd be actually together, united. And, um, and so, yeah, that's just awesome. I believe that. The church is supposed to be together. All right, next one. That we'd be a people of hosting his presence personally and, and as a family. All right. So these are, those were our identity words and who, who God says that we are. All right, intimacy words. That we would be a people of abiding in the vine. Amen. If you squeeze a lemon, what do you get? Squeeze a Christian, you should get Christ. All right? <laughs> yeah? Too often Christians get squeezed and Jesus doesn't come out. <laughs> we've all done that. We've all been guilty of it. So, but when we abide in the vine, we how awesome that God says you will produce much fruit. I mean, that's a joy. What a joy that you and I get to produce the fruit of heaven. That's epic, right? We do it through abiding, not through striving, not through, you know, doing necessarily doing more while, while sometimes we need to do stuff, um, but it's through abiding, all right? Healthy families produce healthy children. They do it out of love and intimacy. All right, next one, soft hearts. We would have soft hearts towards God and towards each other. Yeah? Sometimes we're really harsh towards each other. And uh, no one in here, no one does that in here, but other places. All right. <laughs> All right. Show grace, show grace, show grace. All right. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I love this one because it's taste and see that the Lord is good. There is, there's an outworking of that. There's actually an application of we need to taste and then we get to see. We don't, often we see, we're waiting to see. Often we're waiting. We're like, God, when you do this, then I'll know that you're good and then I'll respond. Whereas God's like, would you just come to me and taste me, take a good bite, and then you'll see that I'm good and then you'll respond accordingly. Right? All right. Living from the unseen world, heaven to earth. We don't live from earth to heaven. We live from heaven to earth. Dean's going to share a little bit about this next one. That would be a house of prayer 
and dependency in the next one. And that would be dependency on God in new ways. All right, increase words. So this is the exhale of the gospel. That we would be a beehive to people to come and taste. So what we have, we would give, give away. Amen? You are delicious. Let people have a bite. Come on. You have something worth giving away. Let people taste of your life. You are an epistle read by all men. Sometimes you're the only Jesus that people will see. I'm not saying you're Jesus. You know what I mean, right? You are a, a Christian, a Christian, that you would let people into your world and into your life and let, let them have a bite. All right, next one. Lots of activity around joy. There was lots of words around joy and being fruitful from the vine. It's good. Uh, we will be pollinating kingdom activity. I like that one. And evangelism and reaching the lost and, becoming, and, and them becoming clean. So we would see the lost come in and actually discipled. And then the last one there is Ezekiel's river. The further away from the temple, the greater the glory. All right, and then if you can just go to the last slide. I think there's one more. No, is that it? That's it. Okay, awesome. That's fine. All right, those are some of the words that we received. And then Andrew's word that he gave a few weeks ago that, that we were to pray into, that we would be a house of prayer, that we would see a school run, that we would see... Uh, Something happened in Lillardale on the main street. And so, and those are, those are still words that are ongoing that we're praying into. So, that cool? Some good words in there. So, those are a bunch of the words that people had sent in. And we've just collated them and, and just uh, given them a, a rounded out. Otherwise, we'd be here for a few hours going through every single word. So, we've just done that. All right, Dean's just going to share a little bit about uh, the evangelism, discipleship, house of prayer, and a, a few things. And then we're going to do some some other things as well. So, are you good? Stay with us. You need a stretch or are you good? Yep, good. All right, awesome. All right. We got sound. Stand the man. Beautiful. Ready for a 45-minute sermon? <laughs> Super short. Uh, Beck and I kind of we we came in. Uh, we're just we're, I'm super excited about who's excited about what God's doing. Come on, like you're getting you're just getting all this information kind of thrown at you. It is a lot, but really at the end of the day, it's God's doing stuff. God's alive. He's well. He's doing stuff in His bride, in His church, and in this region. And we're just super excited. We're, we're not the only church that God's moving in. We're aware of that. It's not, it's not like, oh, we're the, we're the church. We're the church and every other church is just not as... It's not like that at all. We're just honouring the Lord and what He's doing here. And, uh, and we encourage people, hey, go, go visit other places. Go hang out. You know, we, we, um, I've got good friends who are at Numa and we go to Numa. Beck and I go to Numa every now and then because there's a real move of the Spirit happening there. And so just our heart is not, um, you know, you... you this is, this is, God's only going to do it here. <laughs> but, but we know that the Lord, there is a Jesus movement. Who knows there's a Jesus movement coming? 
It's like, I don't know if you've been feeling that, but it's like there's a grassroots movement. It's like God's taking the church back to, back to its grassroots, back to Jesus, back to the gospel, back to discipleship, advancing the kingdom, just, just living the simple gospel. Who, who wants simplicity in their life? Yeah, yeah me too. I was, I was looking at my phone the other day, and I'm like, this is way too complicated. You know, Beck and I, we, we, got, we moved into a new house at the end of last year, and it was just way too complicated to get a loan. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, this, life's too complicated. Come on. We need the simplicity of the gospel, Christ crucified, resurrected, ascended, the Spirit poured out upon His people. We're empowered by God to do things for God. Amen? And so I just wanted to talk really quickly just on two or three things that, uh, that just what, just the expression of, of what the Lord's doing here. And um, who knows that in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, it was a visitational relationship with the Lord. So God would come and he would visit his people, right? But he would never dwell in people. So the, one of the main reasons why Jesus came was so that the Spirit of God could enter into humanity, into the hearts of men. We have this treasure in a jar of clay, right? In Corinthians. And so it was a visitational culture. It was God would come and then he'd leave, and then he'd come, and then he'd leave. And so who knows that when, when Solomon builds the, the second, uh, builds the first temple, the Spirit of God comes in, and they couldn't stay on their feet, the priests, right? So that, that was just a foretaste, right? That was just a foretaste of what the church would look like, that we would be a people of the presence of God, because no longer is it a visitational culture, it's a habitational culture. Come on. It's, it's Jesus... It's God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit habitating, making His dwelling place amongst His people. And not only amongst us, not only would He dwell in our midst, but He would live in our hearts. Come on. I mean, does that excite anyone in the room? All right, we're all, we're all getting tired. I know we've all heard a lot. That excites me. That just excites me because, because it means that little old me, little old Dean, I can, I can just, I can be empowered by God every day. Amen. And so who knows that I've been going through the book of Acts and I just I shared this last Sunday night, but who knows that the book of Acts, it should just teach you one thing, to act, yeah, to do something, just, just get off your couch, do something for the Lord, maybe believe what he says in his word and just go after it, you know, let it build your faith. And, uh, and so I, I just think we, we have such great theology in the Western Church, we all, everyone has awesome, you know, you, every person in this room, your theology is definitely as good as Jesus' theology, right? <laughs> but we get theology down, Pat, but it's the expression. And what is the greatest expression of a Christian in the Bible? It's being led by the Holy Spirit, right? It's living with Christ in you, the hope of glory. That, that's the expression of a believer, so I get theology, you believe in the Son of God, you, all this, Jesus came, died, and all, all that. But the greatest expression of a believer is that we just have a relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, right? And we begin to walk out of that and live out of that. So that's what we go after here. We just want to be a people of habitation where, God, where God's like, yep, he has, his, he has his full expression here. So that looks like we're a house of prayer. We love to pray. Who, who likes to pray in the room? good so I can pray for the other 50% of you um, 
whenever you whenever you ask people to put hands up, it's just you know who the extroverts are in the room and you know who the introverts are. All the introverts, I don't want to put my hand up. I don't want people to notice me. Um, so we're a house of prayer. Amen. That's what we are. We, we, we pray. Prayer is, is the fuel for the Spirit of God to flow through our lives. Amen. So we're a house of prayer. We do our Thursday night prayer. Um, and then we just, encourage, we just encourage people, live a lifestyle of prayer. Amen. Uh, we're a house of worship. So, yes, our worship goes a bit long sometimes. I'm sorry. We, actually, we don't apologize for that. But our worship, we're, we're a house of worship. We just believe that above all else, God loves our worship. He, he, loves our, he loves us having intimacy with Him. And so we will worship a little longer than, you know, three songs and a 23-minute worship set. <clears throat> all right, sorry, that, was, that hit people a bit too hard, sorry. That's just what we'll do because we love, we, we love Him. And who knows, it's the Holy Spirit who helps us to worship. And so He's, he's helping us do that. And then uh, we're, we're a house that goes out, right? We're a house that goes out. Um, we we, we want to equip people. We, we want to disciple people. And we've got to go out. We've got to take everything. The, the anointing in here, it needs to get out of the house, right? You need to take it into your workplaces. You need to take it into your life, into your family. And, uh, and so we, we do a lot of evangelism. We do a lot of outreach. Last night we were in the city, uh, which was pretty epic. And um, yeah, we just do it. We do a lot of that because we, we believe that the gospel just needs to be preached to people who aren't Christian as well. Unfortunately, <laughs> right? So <laughs> we're a house that goes out, and that's really our heart. So we do evangelism. We run it um, mostly. Last year was weekly. We're starting off fortnightly for this year, but that, that's just like a structured thing. But then we do a lot of stuff outside of that as well so i'm just super excited in in what god's doing um beck and i thank you just for we came middle of last year and just we feel super welcomed by everyone uh this is our home we love it uh we love liam and shen and this is just i just want to encourage everyone that this is a it's a really healthy culture i've been in a lot of places i'm you know just seen a lot and and one thing i love about just Liam and Shan and just the elders here in this church is it's a super healthy culture. And what I mean by that is it's a culture that doesn't, doesn't just look to go for church culture, right? We need volunteers, you need to serve. You know, once you've been in for six months, you better start serving, otherwise you don't love the church, right? We go for a really healthy, that was sarcastic, but we go for a really healthy culture, just so people are like, I'm getting out of here. We're going for a really healthy culture here, Liam and Shen and, and the team, it's, it's relationship above everything else. You'll rarely see anyone get burnt out in this place. People come here and get full. And the reason people get burnt out is because it's, it's, it's just not, it's not a healthy culture. It's like in the kingdom of God, there is no burnout because you have rivers of living water flowing from within you. And so super exciting. I'm very, I'm just, I'm pumped for what God's doing and uh and yeah let's keep going for it hey awesome awesome everyone's in a funny mood this morning <laughs> um if you don't know dean half of that was sarcastic half of that was was real so 
<laughs> hey, just, just some, some, uh, some housekeeping real quick, and then I'm going to get Weeksy up. Um, if you run a home group in the church, could you just stand? There's a few people away. If you lead a group, Dan and, and Shells, Dan and M, Daniel and Corral, Kim and Kim. Yes, it is Kim and Kim. Just call him Trouty, all right? Um, Kent and Anushka. Uh, they're in Berwick, so if you, we have people come from Berwick. We've had people come from Geelong. We've had people come from all over. So, um, and am I missing anyone? Oh yeah, Jen, Jen and John Tromp uh, are starting one. We have our prayer morning as well, which is Robin. Robin, why don't you stand? Robin, there's Robin. Yep, uh, that's fortnightly, and I think I've got everyone. If I miss, if I've missed someone, apologies, and just slap me. Just tell me, tell me now. I think that's it. I think we've got everyone. So, cool. If you're an elder in the church, these guys are going to come up and pray, but if you're an elder in the church, could you stand up, please? And your spouse if, is, as well. Uh, Jay and Beck, why don't you guys stand as well? Jay and Beck have been kind of external voices and elders in our midst. Um, they've been amazing help through a lot of different stuff. So, Jalil and Beck Shelling, a lot of you who are new here probably don't know them, but those that have been with us for a while, these guys have been brothers and sisters to us, and where's Dave? Is he left? And Dave, Dave as well, and Joyce and Andrew, so they're, they're away. So can you guys give these a hand, give them a hand? Awesome. So if you want to rebuke us in any way, just go, go and see them. <laughs> um, cool, you guys can grab your seats. Uh, and then on staff, so on our paid staff, we have Dean, um, and Beck as well. Beck helps out with just some of our socials and uh, website and, and doing different things. And then Shen, Shen's our kids. She's come on staff this year. So stand up, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shen's on, on staff now. Um, and so, and myself. Yeah, and that's it. So, which is cool. Uh, and we're in the process of looking for a worship pastor. Um, which we're in, many conversations are happening at the moment. So I know this is just, it's just a fireside chat. It's just a bit of a, hey, this is what's going on. So Weeksy, do you want to come up and, um, and do this last little bit? Weeksy's uh, taken on a bit of responsibility just around the finance. We're nearly done. We're going to just pray in a moment. Um, if, can you just do the next slide? I just had these. You probably can't see them super well. But that's our opening service five years ago. There's Jalil, that's you, mate, with the hat, hat on, praying for us. Shen's, Shen's pregnant. Next one. There's Charlie, worshipping. We baptised someone that morning in Dave's pool. <laughs> next one, that was, that was the marquee. They got ruined the next day. And uh, this, is a, this is a little prayer I just wrote. Our hope is for local initiatives, like Simon says. Said, Simon says, huh? Um, <laughs> and what they will be is completely up to the Holy Spirit and the people in this church. All right, so don't, please, please know that, you know, we, God puts stuff in people. Don't ring me and say, hey, the church needs to, because I'll just tell you, yeah, it probably does, so you're going to do it. <laughs> Does it doesn't need a sanctuary badge attached to it always. So what what are you doing about it? Right? 
and uh, sometimes there's, there's space for that. But I'm going to get, if, if I've asked some of the elders and uh, Robin and Shen and Jane Beck, and we're just going to pray. But I, I, really, um, I really believe what God wants to do is that he wants to take the church from being concerned that they're going to be infected by the world and that they would actually be kingdom-minded people who infect the world with Jesus. Amen? We're so often we're too scared. We're like, oh, if I go into that place, I'm going to be slimed. No, the kingdom of God. In the Old Testament, if you get touched by a leper, you get leprosy. In the New, in the New Testament, Jesus touches leprosy and leprosy gets healed. It's different. So can I get the, the team, that I, anyone that's got a prayer wants to pray, Robin, Dean, Shen, anyone that's got a prayer. So why don't you guys stand and we're just going to pray for the church for the years to come. And I want you guys to pray. Maybe if I get Ange or Weeksy on the, on, the, on the keys or something. And then we're going to close. There's free coffee and there's um, food out there. So help yourselves to that after the service. Feel free to hang around. Uh, but otherwise, we're just going to pray and just believe God for what he's got for the future. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Lisa's going to kick us off. Alrighty, I'm actually going to give you a prophetic word. Is that okay, Liam? It's allowed? Okay, so I went swimming yesterday. I have water in my ear. You know, when you, I can't get it out. And this morning, uh, as I was coming, I just felt like the Lord was like, you, you're just a prophetic sign right now. And I was like, what? And then the more we were just talking about all the pictures, they've all got water in them. Ezekiel, the water, they've all got water. And so I just felt like we are meant to be people. We can't get his presence out of our ear. We just hear he, him tell us who we are and then we tell people who they are, right? So I'm just like... I'm a bit uncomfortable right now. I wish I could hear properly, but I'm just going to give that. So if you just want to um, hold out your hands, I'm just going to give it to you as that you would be people. We would be people that we have the presence of God, the living water. We, he would be in our ear telling us who we are, whose we are, and we would go with that good news and tell people this is who you are. He loves you. The Father loves you. It's such a simple gospel, isn't it? So, Lord, would you just let us be those people? We want to have it in us. We want to have you in our ear. Lord, come with your presence now in a new way. He has a birthday present for us today. Number five, five in the Bible means grace. There's a, there's a grace for us today. So let's receive it. He's the father of heavenly lights. He doesn't change. And every good and perfect gift comes from him. So just now hold out your hands and look in the Spirit and receive what He has for you. Thank you, God. Open their eyes, let them see. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. As I was praying this week for the church, pretty passionate about but I was hit with something that was a bit overwhelming I grew up as a church kid and um, sort of always loved the church in sometimes more than at other times <clears throat> but I was just absolutely swamped with love for this church and I was like a mother it was just incredible love 
And five years ago, I walked in the door of this church and for its first inaugural meeting, and I was hit by the same sense when I walked in the door. I've just loved it, and I love it more and more. And I was talking to the Lord about that and saying, I just love this place. I love this church. I just love it. I just want to see it blessed. I just want to see bountiful blessing pour out on this church and everybody in this church. Let this just be a holy place, a blessed place. The only way I can describe it is the feeling of a mother when your child takes the keys, they've got their licence and they take your good car out for the first time and you haven't got any idea how they're going to come cope. You've given them the instruction book, you've done everything that you can to make them ready but then it's up to them. And I felt that that was a message for the church. We've got the instruction book, we've got our license, we're really set in that place to go. But it's steady as she goes. And God's love is over each and every one of us and God is leading us and guiding us and he will take us down the right paths. He will put that protection there. But we need to keep our eyes fixed on him. And it's a lovely feeling when that car comes back into the garage and you know they're all safe and sound. And that's the prayer that I was praying. And so I'm just going to pray that prayer of blessing. On, I believe it's from the very throne room of God. He's just saying, I love you, I love you, I rejoice in you. This is a holy place. This is a sacred place. This is a sanctuary and he is blessing us, he is blessing us, he is blessing us. And that was the prayer that I was praying during the week and um, I just share that with you. Yeah, Father, um, I just want to thank you for what you've already done in this place. Um, we just thank you for just uh, your, the encounters that we've had, the people that we've met and built relationships with, um, what you've been doing in this place, God. We just thank you already. And Father, we just we thank you for what is to come. And we just continue to look our eyes on you. And we know that if we do that, we will never fail. And we just, we just thank you that this place is a safe place. And we thank you, God, for your love that believes all things, that hopes all things, and that this place would be um, marked by your love, that word home, that it is a place where we feel at home because your presence is here and that we are made for you and from you. And so, Father, we just ask your blessing and we just thank you for what you've done and what you will do. Lord, what a joy this is. What a pleasure this is to be your bride, to be your church, to gather in this way, to be family. Thank you, Lord, for those that you, you gather, that you've brought in, and that the people you've risen up to, be, to lead. 
Thank you for just each and every person here doing, doing family life together, being real with each other, breaking bread with one another and seeking you. And for everyone else and everyone being touched as well. Within these walls, outside these walls, we give you the honour, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. For what we've seen, for what we will see, we stay expectant. We know that you will move. We know that your name, things move powerfully in your name. And revival comes, refreshing comes, and it stays. And it lingers and it rises and it, we, just are, we just make space. We make space for your spirit, for your name to be glorified and for the family to go deeper and deeper and expand. Your kingdom is going to be expanded in Jesus' name. so deep, it's so wide. I just thank you for your forgiveness, for your kindness, for your redemption. Thank you, Father, that you are shifting mindsets. People will not stumble over their past. They will not stumble over their present. But they will, they will walk confidently and boldly into your throne room. not look at the mistakes of the past but they will look at you because their identity is wrapped up in you I just see a picture of minds people's minds and pathways being completely renewed by the presence of God had this picture of a big tangled um, string. It was like a ball of wool that had been tangled up. And I had a picture of like just people sitting trying to untangle those tiny little knots and pulling on it. And as they're pulling on the wool, it's like getting tighter and the knots are getting more knotted and and a picture of Jesus just cutting that and said, you do not need to untangle. You do not need to pull apart knots. You do not need to go back into the past. What I've given you is a new pathway. I've given you a new cord, a direct access, a line to me that does not look like something that you can create uncreate put aside the things of the past and look at me do not get caught up in the past because your past is not you Jesus paints a picture of who you are he's establishing this year 
new mindset, your identity will look like Jesus. Fix your eyes on Him. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you. And we thank you, God, for who you've created us to be as individuals and who you've created us to be as the body because we are one. We are one with you. Uh, I just, um, I was reminded of the days of creation. <clears throat> I feel like the last five years have been just on that journey of creation, God creating something, building something here, you know, exploring the heights of prophetic and going into the depths of identity. Um, but day six is pretty awesome as God, as you come into your sixth year, God is going to he says he puts all the animals and he, he forms this thing that starts to really get established on earth and then he finally forms man himself and breathes his life into it. And then moving into year seven of this incredible overflow of what God's going to do and I feel like the next two years are going to be so pivotal and I feel like there's going to be, um, you know, day seven is like, and God did what he did was good and there's going to be an incredible goodness that, and a, and a and a completion that the Lord will do that will birth you guys into something even more incredible. And I feel like the Lord said to me, he said, um, you have um, experienced and you have flavors of like streams that have been flown in the past, but I feel like God is going to pour out a brand new stream here um, that you guys are going to taste and see and, and, and also just like the style of worship and the, 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 the approach is, is something that hasn't been done before. And it's going to look different. We've beautiful streams that have come through the vineyard, through Bethel, through these different things, that communities that you've been a part of. But I feel like God is going to push you into something new. And um, <clears throat> it's going to be a sign of wonder. It's going to, be, it's going to smell like a, an ointment that hasn't been smelt before. Or it's, it's, it's something He's pouring out. And I really felt to lay hands upon... Um, yeah, just like the spirit, like the leaders here, you guys. Good love to have you guys come together. Maybe is your wife back here as well? I'm just pray for you guys. I felt like the Lord also said to me that the cave of Adullam is really important to you guys. Um, that's where David was still like in that cave, in that hidden place. But it says those who were despondent and those who had had issues, they came to David. They gathered around him, and what was formed. Out of that, I feel like God's going to bring the wild ones, the ones that have been seeking the more, um, the crazy ones, the ones that have been outcast from other churches. <laughs> people who have been too wild, they're going to be brought here because, um, you know, those, those people who gathered around David became the mighty men. Um, and they, they, you know, you, you guys are not going to be afraid of the men and women that are going to go on and beyond you because they play, find a place of safety. You know, the ones that fought the lions in the pits and did the extraordinary wonders of God, but they found the leadership and they found a family that they could belong to and be safe. Yeah. And so I just encourage you. I just really feel like... And, and so what was formed in that cave became the leadership when they walked into their full promises. And I know you can, guys can see that David was like, well, I know the promise, but we're in this place right now. And maybe even that is like, even in this church, it's not fully, this building is not 
what you guys have been promised, but you're laying hold of it. But God is going to form things here that when you launch into your new location, um, <laughs> you're not going to be looking for new leaders because he's already planted them here. Does that make sense? Like, it's not going to be like, oh, when we launch something, then we'll have to get people from outside. He's going to, it's going to be forged in this, 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 this place of, I don't know, like deep intimacy where you are fighting, contending for the things of God. And, and don't lose heart. I just encourage you to think about just before David launched into his, walked into his blessings, he went through some of the hardest places, but he found strength in the Lord. And so, yeah, we just uh, lay hands on you guys. I'm going to ask for get the elders, maybe, or the other elders to gather around. And is Dave here as well? No, that's all right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you've placed upon the leaders of this community that you have called, not by man, but by God. Thank you, Lord. And we ask for a double portion in Jesus, Christ, in Jesus' name. Would you release a double portion of your Holy Spirit of grace, of wisdom, and of power? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just an ease, Lord God, that as they go about doing things, there'd be such an increase, Lord God, upon the children ministry, Lord God, the things that they desire would actually become commonplace in Jesus' name. We just speak the fire of God to fall upon the children ministry in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, there'd be such an outpouring, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Upon the youth ministry, Lord God, upon the young adults, Lord God, upon the families, God, upon the middle ages, Lord God, upon the, upon the retirees, Lord God, such fire, Lord God, in the prayer meetings in Jesus' name. You'd raise up the intercessors in Jesus' name. We just honor what you're doing, Lord God, upon the prophetic, Lord God, the prophets, Lord God, in Jesus' name, a double portion, upon the worship leaders in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that they, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They're a priesthood, a royal priesthood, Lord God, that they will not carry a profane fire, but they will, they will nurture and protect in Jesus' name the fire that falls from heaven. Thank you, God, that it would rest upon them. There'd be such grace in Jesus' name, such grace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, upon the multimedia, Lord, upon the administration in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, come on. Can we give God a hand? All right. Who's ready for coffee? <laughs> I'm going to say this, and then Dean's going to pray, and then we're done. I know, we're, I know I, it's quarter past 12, I know. What if there was a people in our day here you guys 
that we made a room, we made space for Jesus, for his presence in such a profound way that our children's children's children wouldn't have to fight for the things that we had to fight for. What if there was a people of God? Because I, I really believe the Isaiah 9 prophecy that, are the, that upon his shoulders there will be a kingdom and it'll be, no, it'll be a never-ending kingdom. Right? We'll go from glory to glory, strength to strength. And that we would really hold that tension of, of, of the presence of God, really, that we would host Jesus really well. And if you come into my house, I don't tell you at the Swain household, we do this. When you come in, you get, you get sucked into the culture of the Swain household. And if we, if we maintain that posture, it won't be about the sanctuary. It'll be about the kingdom of God advancing. Amen. All right. Dean's going to pray us in a lunch. Pray us out. Go for it, bud. Jesus, I thank you for thank you for fellowship. Thank you for this community, God. Thank you for everyone who is here, who visited today, Father. Thank you for this region, and and we just thank you for your kingdom breaking out in our lives. I thank you that the King is here with His kingdom. So I pray your blessing upon our lives, your blessing upon as as we go out. Thank you for your blessing upon coffee. That's God's drink, in Jesus' name. And I thank you this week for the power of the gospel flowing through our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Go out, everyone.